What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies, loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show. Feeling good with Duddy. That's me. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. Hey. Yes, and we are back again with another episode of Feeling Good with Duddy. As always, I'm here with my brother and co-host, Jake Bushnell. Hi. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and today we have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, a good friend of my brother's. We've known this guy for a long time, Eric Friedman. Yeah, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Is... Thanks for coming down. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. This is this is fun. I came uh, came from Sublime Rehearsals, and I'm headed back to Sublime Rehearsals after <laughs> straight from here. <laughs> I know how Perfect. that goes. So yeah, so you know that being said, that this is how we uh, you know little backstory on Eric and and how how we know him how he's here. he is here today uh yeah long... because of you yeah <laughs> thanks for coming down but uh you, this was years ago what 10 at least 11 yeah, years about ago 10 it was yeah i think it was 2010 it was whenever mm-hmm. it was when lay me down hit the radio yep lay me down it just hit the radio um sublime with rome was kind of just getting going and you know the dirty heads were starting to pick up because the song was doing really well it was number one on the charts at the time and uh yeah, we were starting to just have some bigger shows, and we were at a venue in Phoenix. In well, Tempe, Tempe, Tempe Arizona, Tempe yeah. called the Marquee, mm-hmm. and I think Eric reminded me it was the first time we sold that venue out, which yeah. for us at the time was a pretty big deal. I don't know, it was like three thousand seater or something. It's a uh, yeah, small, a little smaller than that, but it was like uh, it was a like way sold out pre sale. Just and you guys yeah. were coming from. You know, the like six hundred seaters. There. You yeah. Know? So for us at the time, like, that was we were like, wow, yeah, this right is great. Two or so. And Eric worked it's, at that venue. He was the runner. I was a runner. Yeah. So I, we, I got called to take you guys out for like a celebratory like steak dinner. Yeah. And that was the whole thing. They're like, take the band out. You just have to drive them around. You can come have like a nice dinner with us too. I was like, sure. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So from there, it just kind of, you know, our manager, Cheese, who you've heard on the show, um, you know, really liked Eric. We all really liked him. He ended up, you know, offering Eric a job to come and work for Sublime with Rome as they started touring. And he's been with them ever since. Yeah, it was a crazy call because I thought you guys were coming up. So I was like, oh, they're going to need more help on the road. That was like my assumption. And then he's like, I think I got a job for you. He's like, Sublime with Rome needs a <laughs> needs an assistant. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. All right. And yeah. And within two weeks, I moved out from tour and was living with him out in uh, Newport. Yeah. Crazy story. So as you know, we've talked about many times on the show with uh, past guests, just be nice, be a cool guy. <laughs> you never know where it's going to lead. Like had, you know, Eric, you know, had a bad day that day, was just kind of a dick and not doing a good job. That would never, have, this would never have happened. Yeah. None of that would have ever happened. And, and who knows no, where you'd be now. I mean, not saying you wouldn't be doing something awesome, you know, still, but, you know, be nice to people and you never know where it's going to lead. It could lead to a whole, you know, life of rad, you know, opportunities. Mm-hmm. End up was, in, a, in the right spot. Was the marquee where, you, where Matt Sound where you met him as well? Uh, no. He came from Phoenix, but... Uh, he was at the clubhouse. The clubhouse, that's right. But yeah. another one, one of the early sound guys for the Dirty Heads, local sound guy in Arizona, but he was he was nice. Possibly, he was cool. Yeah. And the Dirty Heads picked him up and he did sound for a while. So, yeah, man, always be nice. You never know what it'll lead to. Yeah. Eric, you know, this is it's crazy. I met Eric right out the gates, too. I, <laughs> I started tour managing for the Dirty Heads because their single was blowing up. 
Eric gets brought on to um, be an assistant to Sublime with Rome. And the first show I ever did as a tour manager for the Dirty Heads, I met Eric Friedman. And he's still here today and he's on the podcast <laughs> all because he was nice. And then he was also very yeah, qualified. Yeah, now they can't get rid of me. No, he's not <laughs> going tried anywhere. multiple times. <laughs> he's fired right now. He's just not leaving and they're still paying him. I've gotten fi- fired at least three times on tour. <laughs> Have you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you seem so unfireable. But, but You're like, so friendly. But like fired and then like hired back within an hour. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was like, you know. The thought of replacing people's, you. People's blood boiling from whatever. I'd fuck yeah. up something. It happens. It was more like, you're not my friend anymore. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're cool. We're just cool. kidding. You can yeah. stay. <laughs> Everyone gets fired all the time on tour. That's just it. And then, uh, then yeah. yeah, five minutes later, you're hired. Yeah, until you can find someone else to blame. That's right. That's pretty much how it goes. But, you know, so, <laughs> but, so you know, he, he's been doing that, you know, this whole time uh, working with Sublime. But he's also been, you know, chasing another path of his, you know, he... You did your own cartoons for a while. Yeah, still doing those. Uh, but yeah, I started doing cartoons when I was about 15 or so and just putting them together with friends. We just like figured out how to use Flash and started putting those yeah. up on Newgrounds and then YouTube when it came around. That was Tomorrow's Nobody. Tomorrow's Nobody. Tomorrow's Nobody. And then still do stuff under that with my buddy Tony Solano, who's a great artist and animator. And I help on some of the animation side, but I tend to just kind of help produce, write, yeah. uh, do some like facial animation stuff. But he does... 90% of the work. Nice, nice. But he's also uh he's also a stand-up comedian. Yes. And going through the ropes as, you know, going out and he do it did the open mics. Um just got done doing a tour like we just talked about to, you know, mm-hmm. smaller venues with 50, 60 people at them. Yep. And going through the ropes, I mean, just like as a small band trying to start out, you know, we we did it. We would go and play to bars for nobody. We did it for years driving around and you know, and it's it's very similar, you know, in ways for a up and coming stand-up comedian. Yeah. One of the nice things is like cuz I did it in a band too, just a the year before I met all you guys, I had been playing drums in like a punk and hardcore band. I think we got a picture and- of just so you guys believe that he did play drums. Yeah, and that you believe that's me. There uh, he is. There he is, just killing Kept it. Kept my yeah. face hidden. Um, yeah, that that was fun, though. I mean, I just went out on the road with five friends. We th- threw all of our gear in a van and drove around the country playing wherever we could with any bands that would let us. And uh, And that was when I was like, oh, I really like touring. Like, this is fun. And I like being out here doing this and and knew from there I could do it. But the nice thing with stand-up is you don't have to get there very early. You don't have to load in a bunch of stuff. You don't have to tear down a bunch of stuff. Because, like, you know, if you if you load in all of your gear and get set yeah. up and then there's, like, no one there, it's already kind of like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but if you go there and you're just like, I just have to grab the microphone and talk, it – that part's at least a little nicer. I never thought of that. It's cheaper um, to travel with one person. Yeah. Sometimes in a band, I mean, you got five, six dudes and you're making no money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's rough. That yeah. part's rough, but it's it's definitely more fun to have your friends. Yeah. There. Like, that's always going to be more Well, fun. it's a little less stressful, too, I would think. I mean, I've never done stand-up, but I could only imagine just standing on stage by myself in in front of a bunch of people, and they're just looking at you like, yeah, make me laugh, you fucking dick. Yep. Like, yeah, that was the biggest change was like was the fact that when you play music, you just people can just have fun, can do whatever, they can just drink to it. It can be background noise, it can be whatever. Yeah. When you're doing stand up, there's just one reaction you want. And it's just people laughing, and if you're not getting that, it is miserable. <laughs> yeah, if you bomb with <laughs> five hurt. of your friends, like if everyone hates your yeah. band, it's almost funny. Yeah. You're like, hey, fuck this crowd, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, I've I've only I've seen a couple c- comedians bomb before. At Gallagher's is a local bar in Huntington Beach. Oh, yeah, I used to go. There. I used to go. You have? Yeah. I used to go every Thursday comedy night. Is it still? It's still times. going on. Oh, it's I been love handed that. down to other people. My buddy Evan Cassidy has been running it for a bit now. If you're near Huntington Beach, I mean, dude, since I was a kid, at least 10, 15 years ago, Gallagher's has just been putting up awesome stand up comics mm-hmm. every Thursday night. Like, yeah. go support it. But I've seen a few people bomb there, and it's, oh, yeah. I, I'm always like, oh, I man. almost want to just cry for them. It's and you and when you know they still have like some time to go, you're like, <laughs> oh no! I've seen a first joke bomb and then a ten minute unraveling from there. You know, we're, and you we're, see it in their face. Oh, it's tough. It is tough. And yeah, like I said, if a band sucks, you're just like fuck you, and then you get a drink. It, no one cares. It's yeah. a very different thing. So, what's your what was your first experience? Obviously, all this what? is probably going through your head before yeah. you ever get on stage. Nobody wants to bomb. That's the scary thing. Oh, Every yeah, comedian's going to. It's probably life. But what 
What's going on? You're walking to the stage for the, for first, the first time. time. The first time I went up was in Phoenix. I did, uh, actually, I did two things. First, I went and auditioned for Last Comic Standing like an idiot. Wait, uh, wait oh, that wow. was when the was very this? first time I was on stage doing stand-up. I was no, like 21. your audition for Last uh, Comic? 21 or 22, and okay. I had never done it on stage. I wow. had been writing for a long time and this and that, and <laughs> I just... I. I was just like, whatever, I'll go down. It's it's Phoenix. I was like, L.A. tryouts is where the killers are going to be. Uh, I went down. It was like half of L.A. down there. Oh, I had to wait in line man. for 12 hours, and I was talking to real stand-up comics who had been doing it and going through the ropes, and halfway through waiting, I was just like, I shouldn't be here at all. I'm a fucking idiot. And I still was like, I'm going to go do I'm it. Here. I'm here. I'm going to go try. And and I got the best compliment I could have gotten. One of the guys was like, you have jokes. like, And the other guy's like, yeah, this was awful. Like, you can't perform them or anything like that. And I was like, well, I've been writing for a long time so that at least I was doing something. Yeah. Um, and then the very first time I did an actual open mic was in Phoenix and I got way too drunk. And fucked up a bunch, which a lot oh. of people do. I've heard a lot of people when it's, they're first, they just get tanked thing. on their yep. first time up. Yeah, Didn't mean to, drank a little too yep. much, just went a little up, nervous. fucked up jokes that already weren't good. Uh, I think when you're su- super nervous, you get drunk <laughs> easier too. Like, so you're yeah. super nervous and then a few beers or drinks. And or it's whatever, harder and it's, to eat. Z- yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, eat. And you keep telling yourself like, oh, if I just have like a little bit more, it'll loosen yeah, yeah. me up. And <laughs> I'm really funny when I'm drunk. Yeah, <laughs> my friends love it when I'm wasted. Yeah, no, but, you know, that being said, I want to kind of lead that into, you know, we always have a subject on the show, you know, something, you know, positive, something that's going to make you feel good or inspiring. And, you know, on Eric, you know, later in his life trying to chase this this path of being a stand-up comedian, I mean, that's something that if you want to do that, you really have to, like, go all in. There's no half-ass in that. So, like, today's subject really is going to be, like, going all in. Like, there's certain things that if you want to do and you want to become good at it, there's no way around it. You can't just be like, oh, on my free time, you know, I'm going to try and get out there. You know, I... You know, that'll just end up fizzling off and it'll become a thing that you talked about you wish you would have tried harder, you know, when you were older. So, you know, if there's something out there that you just love and you're very passionate about and you think that you might actually have a chance at it, just like think about it. Think, think if I go all in at this, is there a chance that I could really reach that goal and reach that dream? And maybe you haven't found that yet. Maybe, maybe that, that, you know, you, or maybe there's something really not out there. You've already kind of found it and you're happy with where you're at. But maybe you, you are doing something, but there's something else that you want to do that you really think that if I tried and I gave everything I had to do this, I really do think I could succeed at this. Hey, maybe try it. Maybe Going go on. all in because that's the only way you're ever going to know. And I think the last thing you want to do is, you know, be 67 year old, you know, just go, man. I wish I would have at least really tr- gave that a go for a couple of years at least, you know? I mean, going all in, it, I mean, it's, it comes from playing cards. So sometimes if you look down at the hand that you have and you believe in that hand, you're going to push all your coins in the middle and go, yeah, I'm going all in on this one. I got some cards here that I really believe in. Same thing in life. Yeah. Sometimes you know? you're just aggravated with the way the game's going and you're short stacked and you just say, fuck it. <laughs> that can work like sometimes that, yeah. too. I've seen if people you have win the with balls seven to three. just throw <laughs> bullshit down. Yeah. But you know, like Eric, you knew that you were funny. You're, you're a funny guy. You've been writing for a long time. Like you said, your first time you, you tried stand up. it wasn't last week. It was 12 years ago was that it was, 11 yeah it's, uh, I'm trying to do math it was like 12 or 13 years ago and then i limped in like limping in is just like going and trying it a few times i went and tried Kinda it a like few times was saying, through the 20s yeah touch, touch the foot in and then even with getting on tour with the band i was on tour with the band for six years before i started actually doing stand-up uh and it was one of the things i was like i have to keep I can't give it my all because I keep going out on tour and doing mm-hmm. this and that. And I figured yeah. out how to do both. And, and now you're really, cool. I mean, you are a stand-up comedian now. Like that's, but, you know, that's what you're doing you're yeah. online. You're at the comedy store all the time. Just got done with the tour. Just got mm-hmm. done with the tour. So you're really at 33. Now you're going all in. You realize yeah. you, you can be good at this. There's something here. Yeah, I was 29 when I started. Like it was yeah. not a week has gone by without doing it or just, Yeah. That's where I started, just solid. And every day we're home, I go out, and every day off on the road, I go and set up a show or hit a mic or do whatever I can, wherever city we are. And this is all mainly in L.A.? Oh, wherever you no, are. So no, if you're wherever on I'm tour. at with the band. Oh, I've done stand-up God, in perfect. Australia, New Zealand, Canada, uh, all over the U.S. I've I've done it in a lot of places where I know, like, 
very big comics who haven't, where they were like, oh, how was Australia? <laughs> I was like, it was a lot of fun. I, it was great. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and different Zealand. things are funny when you're in Australia. Uh-huh. They have different localized shit that you, you won't even know about. Exactly. So that's a tough thing to do. And, and New Zealand even more so. I mean, yeah. that's an island. I mean, I, Australia's an island too, I think, right? Yeah. Just a fucking huge one. But yeah, I mean, dude, everywhere's an island at, at that point. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> shit, huh? And we were Pangea at once. Just, and I think that was an island. <laughs> well, I know All that right. you've been... Uh, <laughs> When touring with Sublime, you know, mm-hmm. working for them, uh, and they've even had you come and just open the show a couple times. Yeah, gotten to open a show. I've done after parties with you guys, actually. We did one. Yep. You guys were doing one in, uh, I think it was Philadelphia at the House of That's Blues right. or something. And yeah, you guys were up doing stuff. Jared was doing uh, the Sword Beach Sword stuff. Beach. And yep. uh, Rome was going to go up and play some songs. And he's like, I'll go up, but you got to go do stand up first, which has happened. A lot of times, and I was like, they are not going to enjoy this as much as you think they are. (laughs) That's why he's sending. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you go into the fire first, and then I'll go up there. Think of how tough that is, everybody out there right now. Room full of people, you know how to play guitar, and you already know songs. They want you to go up and play. That's nerve-wracking. Now think, room full of people, and you're just going to walk up there, and you have to make them all laugh. Yeah, and they've been listening to music and are just expecting more music. And you guys are all fans. there. They can see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all just side stage. <laughs> I mean, comedians do yeah, this. basically playing a joke on me. Yeah. Oh, when comedians have to go up in front of huge music crowds, when you'll see like a oh, music man. festival, which I think yeah, we have a clip of Eric doing. Yeah, they're fun. That always blows my mind. I'm like, these are music fans, drunk, ready to party. And it's, hi. Yeah. Well, here you go. You have like four seconds. What, this is, what's this? Yeah. Okay. This is Eric bringing me up at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Eric Wilson. Eric Wilson. Eric Wilson um, from Sublime bringing you up. Is this before or after? This is a, before they play. Before Sublime with they, Rome goes on. They had no opener and they just agreed to let me do it. Oh my and God. they're like, yeah, you can open, go do some time. The crowd is crowd, not um, informed. The crowd has not been again. informed yet. <laughs> they have no idea. They're expecting Sublime. They get Eric first. So they're like cheering they very loud. Yeah. They're very excited. And then Eric, uh, you know, gives an Eric introduction. <laughs> To me, and um, he's been refusing to call me by my name for almost a year now. He's been pushing the name Dirk Fredman on me, and so he agreed to introduce me, but only if he could introduce me as Dirk Fredman, and I <laughs> aptly agreed. <laughs> Dude, let's just see what this is. Let's oh. Who's that? Dude? That's Rome. <laughs> Rome, LD, this Carlos, is lit Gabe, like everyone's for long side night stage. Episode of Game of Thrones. There's Eric. It's a pretty good credit. It's not bad. <laughs> and he says he's going to come out and do a little skit for you. Oh. <laughs> like they have no idea what I'm about to... They're just... What's up, guys? Oh, oh wow. God. And it cuts out right there, dude. You guys are going to have to buy the book. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah. Just That's imagine weird. That doesn't make having sense. to do that to that crowd, the rowdy-ass crowd that has no idea there's a stand-up comedian, and you just got to go uh-huh. out there and start fucking talking. Yeah, and backstage, oh. I'm nerve-wracked. Like, oh. I was... I was just like pacing around. Everyone's like calming me down. Like, here, have a shot. <laughs> like, it'll be okay. There's posters of like Seinfeld and Chappelle and like all of these massive comics because <laughs> this is Atlantic City and the Borgata is a big spot. Big venue, it's yeah. only major comics doing it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, good. This is this is gonna go really well. Uh, and it went okay. It did went. You very I was gonna okay. ask. Yeah, I went okay. I did like eight to ten minutes, and oh, that's a real about, set. About half of it went. Okay, and yeah. then half of it was a little rough. Once I found some footing, it kind of went okay. But the thing with, like, once you get over a 1,000 people, when even if you have 500 laughing at you, you can only hear the 500 that are talking still yeah. and pissed. Like, I could hear a person way in the back somewhere just be like, we want the fucking band. And, like, <laughs> oh, that's what you hear. You don't hear you the don't people hear the who laughing. are enjoying it. Polite people at music venues it's like yeah and people that aren't polite fuck yeah i mean you're <laughs> only gonna hear the impolite and they find a way to break oh. through whatever tones are oh. going on uh but i mean it was fun that was that was my first time like legitimately opening for them that is insane how how long had you been doing stand-up at that moment? um that was uh just just this year it was in january uh so that was i was just hitting four years in and, a little seasoned. Yeah. And then I've done like the after parties and some of the other stuff. And then there's a clip on here 
of me doing literally in between their set and their encore. I took oh them. My, oh, let's see. Wait <laughs> so, a minute. So you oh, understand. Yeah, yeah. I took them off into the wing because I'm the one who takes them off and puts them back on, make mm-hmm. sure they're on time. I was like, hey, you guys have time for an extra song if you want to play it. You know, we're on a strict time because it is a festival. They're like, how about you go out and do a few minutes of stand up and then bring us up? I was like, what? And Cheese was there too. He's just like, yeah, go do it. Fuck it, man. Like, Think about okay. that. No time to wrap your mind around it. Just why don't you get out there and start telling jokes to 50,000 like, people. I took my walkie-talkie off and my in-ears and stuff. Oh, and the, like, and daytime. Prime comedy daytime, time. Yes. Just middle of the day. Just prime comedy hours. Look at this. Sunfest, Look at about 7,000 people. Oh, dude, you're slaying them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that one that hit. Was I was just like, <laughs> your turn. Dude, that was great. And then, so. <laughs> yes. Look at this. I mean, you're like the most rock star comedian, though. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, that I mean, was... you got a bunch of laughs there. Yeah, I got laughs. That one went well. That one actually went pretty well. I, I bet when you get laughs, it probably feels good. Right, oh, Jake? Oh, Segway oh, King man. here is about yeah. to line us up oh, into something. Oh, man, I'm here. <laughs> it does feel good. Oh, yes. And I'm feeling good with Daddy. We have some sponsors. And these are things that make us feel good. And our first one is Proper 12. It's whiskey. Whiskey makes us feel good. Uh, if you haven't tried this, do yourself a favor. Go pick yourself up a bottle of Proper 12. It is delicious. Get some shot glasses. Feeling good with Duddy shot glasses. And share them with share a shot with your friends. Would you like one? Sure. Jake, yeah. would you pour All us right. out as we'll I continue this? All right. And also, we, are, we have Koi. Koi, a product I use every morning. CBD. It's great. Could help you with all sorts of pains uh, that you may have, and any sort of back, you know, issues. Oh, it loosens you right up. They've got a bunch of amazing products. I use it, you know, daily. I love the way it helps me even just like kind of take a little stress off my mood. They've got an amazing new uh, hemp uh, infused. Uh, beverage Bava Raja, which we came up with last episode, uh, and it's delicious. And check out their uh, website, koicbd.com. You go there right now, you put code DuddyB at checkout, you're gonna get 20% off your order. So you gotta do it 20%. That's, that's right. awesome. I you know. can't afford not to I do mean, it. If you, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's I almost know. cheaper to buy it. That's right. <laughs> so, bam, sons. Cheers, Proverbs 12. And as always, Smooth. another amazing sponsor we have, but I can't reach it. Jake, lift it Which up. Which one? This one? Yeah. Sticky Vapes, another project I use daily. Boom. Always have one in my pocket because I'm on the go and I like to smoke. So I always have one. Stickyvape.com. Check it out. Great product. Great people. Great company. And also a new one. A new I one. use Sticky Vape at the library. <laughs> Okay. This, <laughs> uh, on it, an amazing product. I, I just started using this instant powder. It's for like help you with may, uh, your memory and just uh, to focus. It's great. It's actually delicious too. It tastes great. And then this uh, new melatonin instant spray. It helps me sleep like a baby at night. I'm a tosser and a turner, but not anymore. Thanks to on it. What that. Was really good. Thank you. Yeah. Did they write that or did you just no, say I that? I just came up with it. You yeah, know why? Probably because of like the focus uh, liquid, the powder. Because <laughs> I powder. am a tosser <laughs> and a turner, but not anymore. Thanks to On It. Bam. I just wanted to try it. It felt good. It sounded good. Yeah. And get it felt, on it. All right. It did. Oh, it, it felt Derek. good. Oh. Did you even mean to do that? Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. got to be a slogan <laughs> yeah. for him, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, there you go. You're Some all, amazing sponsors. Check them out. What Duddy did was an accident, but me, no. That's what Eric just said. <laughs> <laughs> but one time I, I, I want to talk about uh, that I remember from hanging out with Eric is, I think it was like a day off or something. Yeah, we were, it was. We were on tour with <laughs> Sublime with Rome, the Dirty Heads were. And uh, you, you remember what like city this was? Or? It was Baltimore. It was Baltimore. And we had met some, some cool guys, and they, they were like, 
we've got a boat. Yep. And <laughs> our friends got like this. I was through a friend, bar. Of, a friend of mine. Uh, Tony Solano, who does all the cartoons and stuff, oh, he's cool. from Baltimore. He hooked me up with a friend back there who like works on people's boats, and he found just a nice couple who's like, "We'll take you guys out on our boat." Be yeah. nice. Be nice. You never know where. So it was like kind of like a pull up your boat, almost islandy, yeah, bar restaurant. But it was it was like they were having like a nice, almost like brunch. Yeah, there was families. It and was stuff like there. families, and I'm talking like. I, it might have even been like Sunday, and they were like in their nice Sunday gear, like having a Man. brunch by the water. Kids, kids, <laughs> little girls in Sunday dresses. <laughs> so this is who Sublime with Rome and Dirty Heads are on tour. Yeah, yes. we're on tour. You guys together. have a day off, and some so, random awesome person takes you guys on a boat to an island and we go brunch, drinking and, so and much like on me this and boat Eric all day. In Rome, and a couple Andreas other Andreas brother was there. Yeah. Um, LD. LD. Um, there was a there was a couple that, and that might have been might a, spot more in might the picture. Be, yeah, I don't the, know. There um, was a handful of us there, and we just went and we sat up. They had like this little upstairs bar that looked over the water, and like all the people were eating down there. And we kind of had this little bar to ourselves. And the guy was just kind of oh, like, yeah, "Whatever right. you want." Oh, I forgot about that bar. So yeah. we just got tanked up there. <laughs> oh, right? here we go. A little. Here's a picture. This is there the people are eating so, downstairs. <laughs> yeah. So this is after we were in that bar, and this was another one. Rome's like. Rome had, they were bugging Rome to play music, and so, he's yeah. like, I will, but Eric has to go do comedy first. Oh, you're just as, you have to, because <laughs> then everyone's like, if you don't, Rome won't play, yeah. so now, yeah, okay. Uh, so he goes like he down there, and not, and we're hammered, and we he goes <laughs> down there, and his stand-up is kind of filthy. Yeah, he's a lot talking of it about is, like it's not for children. Dicks and, all, oh. and he's just cussing and he's talking about gross shit. And yeah. there is well, literally like parents like with their kids running out of the fucking restaurant. Yeah, there's there's a I don't know if I have the picture or video of it or anything, but I've I have seen it somewhere, so it existed somewhere. But there was a lady in the background holding her kids ears running out <laughs> oh my goodness oh. we were dying um, it was so awkward because these people had no idea they were just having brunch there was not supposed to be any entertainment yeah and next thing eric walks out there oh yeah what about fucking sucking dick man? yeah <laughs> and rome brought me up, so like rome was already there and then yeah, young child like, eating a hot now, dog he's talking about sucking dick and the hard thing is like i was only like two years in and when you I didn't have that much time of stand-up, so like I couldn't completely adjust. I was like, I can't go into other material. I don't have other material. Yeah, you just had to do your, your <laughs> Yeah, your it's, it's like when you're starting out as a band and they're like, you have a half-hour set, and we're like, we only have 20 minutes of music, so we got to figure out what the hell to do for the extra 10 already. Oh, we had that happen to us one time. <laughs> we were playing, this is back right when we were starting a tour, and Rome had like just started coming with us because Lay Me Down was taking off, but we only had like the one album, and we didn't even really play every song on the album, and we had like a 30-minute set, you yeah. know? And we were playing a show, and it was like up in the mountains somewhere. And uh, we got d done with our thirty-minute set, and the promoter guy came up. He's like, "Nah, you have another thirty minutes. We, you know, you're contracted for thirty minutes. And there's people out here, and if you leave, they're gonna leave, and we're not gonna make the money we need to make, like on beers and yeah. shit. You know, so you got to go out and play another thirty minutes. And we were fucked, but Rome was with us, and he just went up there with an acoustic guitar and just played for like thirty minutes, just saved our asses. Yep. He's always good for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's had always to sad. do the same thing that he's doing to you now, Eric. You you had to pull Rome up to oh, save we were like Rome. <laughs> whenever <laughs> the songs. Sublime with Rome needs a break, Eric, get up yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Entertain him, dude. <laughs> we just, just want to hang out and watch for a second. Give him a hot 15. Uh -huh. um, it's fun, though. I had a question, too. Uh, actually, Mark wrote it on a piece of paper and shined it at me from the corner, but... I, I don't know if you would want to say it. Maybe you're still using it, but do you, like, what, do you remember your first joke that you wrote? I mean, the first jokes I wrote were when I was younger and I didn't do most of them. It's in a folder and I'm it like is. glad I didn't. Yeah. I've seen <laughs> I've seen young kids uh, at open mics doing jokes that I'm like, oh, yeah, I also wrote that when I was 18, 19, 20, you it's know, obvious, like so early like... 20s. I was like, yeah, th those are the things you just go through. Mm -hmm. So I got to go through that without doing them on stage. So um Man, jokes. So one of the one of the first jokes I remember hitting when I started doing stand up, uh, where I actually like went and did a couple weeks in New York, it was so bad too. And it was um, it was I uh, oh man, 
I'm going to have to try and remember it. It's somewhere in there. <laughs> oh, oh, it was, uh, we had just met Steven Tyler on the road and I don't know. That's like one of those people I've always kind of just made fun of in my head since I was a kid for mm-hmm. no reason. Yeah. No reason. Super talented, super nice guy. Like all of that sort of stuff, which I've learned there's so many bands or people I've made fun of when I was a kid and then I meet them as I get older and I was like, oh, they're pretty oh, cool. Great, <laughs> they're, they're nice. I'm sorry. Well, he um, looks like a space pirate. I, that's probably yeah, why you made fun of I just said, I recently met Steven Tyler. I can now never write off, never meet Steven Tyler from my bucket list. So <laughs> dumb. Right. Horrible. Horrible joke. No, that's awesome. But that was the first one that like, it hit. Now I can, no. Because he's a shithead. And yeah. That was, yeah. I, I mean, think by it all was just, accounts. I think it was just like, it was It was in New York. Yeah, Other people were that. like, yeah, I wouldn't really want to meet him either. But it also is this weird, like almost humble brag type thing. Yeah. It was bad. Um, but yeah, I, I don't actually, do any of like those that. jokes anymore. That's pretty good. Dude, I, I like, like that. that one. Bring it back. <laughs> Not happening. Not uh, happening. You're, I'm far past The that. new stuff I have is pretty good. I'm actually, Dude, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm actually happy with some of the jokes I have now. How, what, how long's your set right now? Um, I can do 30 to 45, uh, with actual material that is like tested and works. You're just, are you just going for an hour? You're trying to get your I'm hour. trying to get my you're hour. You're trying yeah. to get your hour. Yeah. And then, trying to get my hour. Uh, I was doing 20 to 25 minutes on the last tour. And so I know I can do that and I've got plenty of extra. I've done 45 a couple times. Mm-hmm. It started to, you know, not do great towards, uh, the 30 minute mark or so. Um, so I know right around where my stuff stands, but yeah, I can do I can do thirty to forty five comfortably and be fine up there. My, I mean, that's a lot. That's a that's lot of so just talking. Much. Yeah, it's a lot. And there's no filler. There's no like, oh yeah, like you said with a band, like just play some music, whatever. Mm-hmm. You get it's to just, talk in between yeah, songs. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing is just talking. I mean, beyond that, as a comedian, if you're if you're in a band, you write a hit song, you can fucking play that song till you die. Right. If wow. you're a comedian, here's what you do: you build up. Your hour, you, you start with five minutes so you can do local shows and then you get 15 minutes maybe because now you're going later at the show. Then mm-hmm. you have to have 25 to 30 if you're going to go tour with someone and be maybe an opener or split a headline with someone. Then you want to get your hour. And then the idea is once you have an hour of solid comedy, you do a special. Once that special airs, you cannot do any of those jokes ever again. Your yeah. hour is out there. Work on your next hour. Yeah, there- that's that's true. That, it's I, I never thought of it in that that aspect. Like you can't go back and just do your old jokes. No. Then- no, but it's I mean it's kind of fun in that sense. Like you guys write a new album every one to two years, pretty consistently. It would be if you could just go out and just play the new album. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to lie. Like, there's definitely songs, and I will not mention which songs, because we <laughs> love all of them. Uh, there's songs that we'll have to play yeah. for the rest of our lives, and we play uh-huh. every single show, and you're just like, really? I've watched Eric do it. Eric always brings up uh, Wilson, the original bass player for Sublime. He always brings up new covers that he wants to do in a way, or just other things he wants to do just because he's done it for so long. Yeah, you know, and it is, and, it, and especially for, you know, a band like that, um, <clears throat> they got so many songs where they almost have to play mm-hmm. that the that you get a couple that you can intermingle. Like, okay, yeah. this tour, we're not going to play this. And we're kind of getting there almost with the Dirty Heads. You know, we have a, we put out a lot of albums. Yes, A lot of seven, albums. Eight? and Yeah, and, and from every, you know, album, there's at least a couple songs that we kind of need to play because mm-hmm. those are, you know, the fan favorites from there. And then when you're done with that, you got like three or four other songs you can work with. Right. So it's, it, it is, it's, it's funny how it works. Yeah. And when you hit those like festival shows where you're only doing an hour, you're like, how do we make just an hour? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you throw in a couple, you know, for the band that they just love to play and mm-hmm. that they know the crowd likes. And then you throw in, you know, all the favorites and then you kind of look at that and then you make sure, okay, well, we at least have one from each album. Yeah. You know, festivals, you got to play all the bangers, right? You, right. You got Those it. are your radio singles. Yeah. That's yeah. why you're on a radio festival. Well, for a festival, it's different, too, because it's not just all your fans. So right, there's a exactly lot of people that. there yeah. that might not be a fan of yours. So you're not just playing to your fans. You're also trying to gain new ones. Mm-hmm. So you got to play the, the ones you know go over well live, and, mm-hmm. and, and people might recognize. Maybe they don't know who you are, but they'll know that song, you know. And So, yeah, you, you definitely play a little bit different of a set for a festival. 
perfect example. I brought a girl from my work a year ago to watch you guys play. She's like a like a, a punk rock and like heavy metal chick. Yeah. So she didn't even know. I say my brother's in the Dirty Head. She's like, I don't know. I'm like, I bet you probably know a song or two. Mm. She's like, probably. I brought her to a show and she knew. She's like, I know that every five minutes she turned to me. She's like, yeah. I know this song. I know this song. <laughs> oh, I'm like, nice. yeah, dude. Yeah. She's like, dude. And by the end of it, she's like, I love these guys. And that's like a festival that's a thing. Festival you got to play the ones they've heard. Yeah. It's on know? the radio yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. It totally works. She yeah. came home like, dude, your brother's band's the shit. And she didn't even, and she thought she didn't even know who you were. You yeah. Know, so, so yeah, cool. Perfect. That's what's great yep. for festivals, you know? Exactly. And, and, and that being said, when we were first uh, up and coming as a band, and no one knew who we were. We'd always make sure we had one or two uh, cover songs in the set. Oh, perfect. Right. So people yep. at bars are just drinking. Oh, I love this song. Woo. You know, and, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden now they're into your band, you know, because you played a cover song. They recognized it. Um, so, yeah, you got to you tailor the set a bit. It's another thing I've always been jealous of music versus stand up. You can't cover <laughs> other other oh, people's dude. jokes. It's when very were, frowned upon. When you were saying earlier that you only had a certain amount of time uh -huh. and yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, and with a band again, like when they were like, "Hey, Dirty Heads, you owe us an extra thirty minutes." Maybe you guys know thirty minutes of cover songs. Yeah, you can't just steal someone's yeah. jokes. No. I go up, and luckily I have infinite tour stories. I'll go up and just start talking and telling Riff. a story, or yeah, I I can do something that'll be interesting, even if it's not funny. Oh, at yeah. least maybe we should take that opportunity to perfectly segue into an episode, uh, a segment that we have called "One Time at Band Camp." Oh man, Ashton. Uh, Oh, and this one time at band camp. Assuming you have one. Like, I mean, I've got, got a thousand billion. Yeah, infinite, I guess. Uh, Choosing one might be hard. It's. <laughs> I listen to to Cheese and Rome on here to like, I'm like, I don't want to grab anything that they've done, just a different perspective of it. Uh, <laughs> also, some of them I have to hear someone else tell it to make sure I'm not ratting anyone out <laughs> um it's true people oh, are always man. like oh tell me like a great uh you know tour story you know you're you're like, like, there's, there's not one that's just me yeah. in it. There's <laughs> tell me a great story steven tyler's a dick there's yeah like, exactly what? Well, well, he's he... not coming on the show <laughs> i don't think he was anyway not enough scarves um oh man uh okay one that was just actually okay here the, this was my birthday in austria um like Rome's this. birthday is the day before mine, and he almost always gets just more drunk on my birthday for whatever reason. Right, uh, so. Yeah, yeah. It's a good friend. It's friends. Yeah, exactly. It's my friend's birthday. I'm going to get drunk. Uh, we were at this hotel in the middle of nowhere in Austria. There was just a bar up at the top of it, um, so everyone went up there and was drinking. We had to get up at like 5 in the morning, um, so most people went to bed at by midnight or so it was like two thirty three or so in the morning in the morning maybe even later the bar was literally just open for us and we had been drinking so much that i just everything was just blurry and whatnot at that point at one time i think a drink had been spilled but i'm not sure and i just remember the bartender yelling at us and whatnot and i'm just looking at a wet floor and i'm like i didn't piss on the floor did i was just like i was like i don't know what happened but we should probably go now and what so language we left is at he yelling time. at you i don't i think he was yelling at us in english, english. okay okay <laughs> I, I maybe i learned maybe. uh maybe i learned another language i was very drunk and that's um the next morning it was the first lobby call i almost missed uh i made it down with about five minutes luckily the band had all gotten up magically without me calling them and everything and uh we w went along our way but oh. yeah that was that was one of the roughest when you when you see water on the floor and don't even know if that's your piss or not <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> you've had time a good to turn night in, right that's when you know it's, <laughs> it's time to turn in so yeah and if you don't know lobby call for a band it's like this is what time we're leaving and if you're not there you're not fucking there. Yeah, and, and guess what? We're all leaving. And part of my job is to make sure the band is at lobby call. <laughs> yeah. So if he misses lobby call, that's bad. Well, someone made sure him. that Eric Wilson woke up. And no, Eric there. just got up. That's awesome. He, may not, he might not have slept. It was an early yeah. lobby call. Like, but I called him with the whatever gap where I got up, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm good." We'll say it was a birthday miracle. Yeah, it when, was. When someone in, in the SWR camp says, where's Eric? They're almost never talking about Eric Friedman. Yeah, unless they need something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, where's time. Eric? Yeah. <laughs> then you're fired and rehired immediately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we have uh, we have one person in our bus that just, 
loved to miss lobby call. Who? Uh, I won't name names, but he stands up and he plays a, an electronic <laughs> piano. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You Tell don't us know. more about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's he he one time. Uh, he one time in in New, or- New Orleans. He went out with his friends and stuff at night, and we it was it was bus call. It was bus call. It was like you know five a.m. or whatever, and we were calling him. We were banging on his door. We were doing everything. We were being like good bandmates. We we're trying to find him, and we and couldn't, and we had to leave. And he ended up having to get a plane ticket that day to fly to the show and bake oh, the show. Whoa. And yeah, we were like, well, we got to go. We got to I mean, yeah. yeah. The know? whole band can't be. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was in the room. He was just so no passed out. Wow. So I, passed out that he wasn't get, he wasn't waking up for nothing. I wish there was a way I could deduce which band member you're talking about. That's yeah, I mean, yeah, electric so, piano type item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. foggy. Standing, not yeah. sitting down and standing. Playing, yeah. You touch <laughs> it with your fingers. There's black and white keys on it. I'm miss. I don't know the name. No, I don't know yeah. either. I don't, I don't even know, know what his, you're talking his about. Name. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You're doing a great job. Of, if you're watching us, he's on the opposite side of the stage as me. Opposite side. He's of on you. a riser and he's playing a stand up electric piano of some sort. I just wish you'd get specific. I wish you knew. It sounds like you don't know. So you can tell know. us off air. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we should stop here. You obviously don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> dude, um, so how the hell did you open up for Mike Epps? And what is going on with <laughs> this that, dude is has opened up for billions of people already and he's three, four years into his stand up career. It once again, I mean, everything through the dirty heads and sublime with Rome camp. Uh, the, our one of our security guards has worked with Mike since he was like 19 years old, since Mike was 19 years old, uh, and like taking care of him for a long time. And Mike was playing the Irvine Improv, and my buddy he called me up and he's just like, "Hey, come down, come hang out, introduce you to Mike, and this and that." I was almost a year into stand up, uh, wow. which which means I had. Eight minutes, but three or four were okay. <laughs> uh, You're at home in LA, right? I'm at home. I was living in Huntington Beach at the time. Okay. And the day of the, when do you get yeah, the call? The day of. The day of the show. So day of the just, show. Hey. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that afternoon. Hey, come on down. Mike's playing. You know, I get you in, come hang out and watch and whatnot. Like, of course I'm going to go. So you're just thinking I'm going to come watch. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and then you show up. And then I showed up and I got there uh, in between the early and late show. And he's just like, hey, he's like, he's like, you ready to work? I was like, what? You guys need like a oh PA or something? Like, <laughs> I'm going to run around. What? What he's like, I think I got Mike to give you some time at the top of the show. I was like, Did you meet? What? So the early and late show, I don't know if you guys don't know either. Comedians will often do two shows in two one shows night. In do night, they ever yeah. do three? Is that a thing? Some, some comics Sometimes? do. Yeah, if they sell out. Both, uh, even in like theaters, it's happened. But uh, yeah, it depends. In most clubs, they won't do a third one because the second one goes too late. Yeah, it's and so it's got to be hard to be funny the third hour that whole too. That's got to that, be that's exhausting. a lot of work too. Yeah, probably three a little hours. So yeah. you go to the first hour, right? He's doing an hour. Um, yeah, I came at the end of that show. So, and so, then, so you watch the end of Mike Epps, uh-huh. and then do you meet him right after he gets off stage? Like, how, no, no, I don't think I met him until after he got. Actually, no, I got to say I said hi to him okay. before I went on. It, he was just like, "Hey, this is my this is Eric, the guy I was telling you about." So whatever, s- he's gonna go on. Can we say his name? The security guard, right? Your friend, yeah, yeah. okay, Sleepy, right? Sleep. Yeah, yeah, Sleep, and he was like a security guard. I remember him from oh, yeah. touring with you guys. He's, he's awesome, awesome, awesome he's, dude. Takes care of everyone. So he knows Mike Epps. He invites you down just because he's a friend of yours, and you were nice to him. Get it? We're you guys be nice. <laughs> all right, all right. Is everyone fucking? Are Ball we circle. driving this in? Yeah, that's a callback in the industry. Everyone, how we doing? And then um, so. You get a call from sleep. Come on down. I'm friends with Mike Epps. Why don't you just watch his show? And then you've never, you didn't even meet Mike Epps. Sleep just sets it up. Yeah. They have my friend Eric yeah, to stand up. up and he, Mike Epps is cool enough to just go, fucking go out there. Yeah. I cold opened, which means that not even a host went up. Oh, I just shit. got introduced from the same person who's like, welcome to the world famous improv. Here are your commercial things. And they're like, and now. This guy. <laughs> oh my, room full of people that are here for Mike Epps. Yeah. Here's this little white guy you've never yeah. heard of in your life. Only white comic on the show. Oh, dude, this is awesome. Uh, How I, did it go? It went okay. I have video of it, and I could watch it again. And I was like, all right. that like it was. I did three minutes, I think. I did a quick three. I had maybe two jokes that hit and one that 
ate shit and one that kind of yeah. they're like, we'll give it to you. Um, was but that yeah, the last was, joke? Uh, no, the joke right in the middle was the one that bombed Good. Uh, completely. To, yeah. yeah, luckily mm-hmm. it bombed there. And uh, it was one that I've thrown away since, obviously. <laughs> uh but yeah, I, I was like run, I was like running jokes by sleep before. I was like, do you think this might work? He's like, I don't oh, know, just that's go awesome. Up. And he was standing side stage and he's like, at one time I thought I might have to come out there and rescue you, but then you pulled it pulled it off. Dude, in a cold open. So usually you guys will see it when a stand-up comic, you know, there'll be a host and they'll bring him on, they'll bring on the next comic and they'll say wildly positive things. This is my good friend. You yeah. know, he's been on ma ma ma. You've seen him on Bing Bing Boom. Give it up for Eric Fried. You know, and then everyone's like, yeah. No, cold open. He just walked out there to a crowd that's wildly unexpecting him to walk out there. Be funny. No one's announcing you. Mike Epps isn't saying this is my good friend. No one to help you. And uh, all the people that do Mike's shows are like people from his movies and other people you've seen with him for years. Like the crowd knows his openers. They already love them. So you have just gotten yourself into some crazy situations that like, I don't think most people in the world would have (laughs) the balls to do. I mean, that what we just talked about. And then, you know, going out on stage just in the middle of daytime in front of thousands of people (laughs) before Sublime, you know, just, God, that, that shit just takes some different type of just, yeah, it's the honeys, you know? it is. You need a <laughs> I guess, sack yeah. on you, dude. I, yeah. I used to have stage fright too. I was terrified of the stage, you know. That was why I getting drunk before I went on stage and yeah. this and that. Like that's why I did that in the beginning. And you know, I still have some stage fright. Once I'm out there, now I'm okay. Yeah. But before leading up to any time I'm going out, I'm nervous. What do you do? You drink at all now? I drink uh, just a little bit now before a show, maybe. Yeah, there's a few shows I've still gotten drunk that I didn't mean to, or whatever, or it's like yeah. I wasn't planning on doing the show and I had been drinking already that day. Uh, but I tend to, I'll have like one to two drinks before, and I'll have a drink on stage with me. Yeah, that's kind of how where I got with music. Is that where you're at? I would do like yeah. except one beer, I, or maybe I'm yeah. I honestly sometimes make I didn't want a, a cocktail. Before the show, that and I usually kind of just refill it a little bit for the stage. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. I kind of, I had like we we talked about on a few episodes ago where uh, I I'd gotten way too wasted at that one (laughs) show. I didn't even know what a guitar was barely. I was just like, ah, why am I here? Was Eric at that show? Was Sublime with Rome on that? I don't think so. No, Sublime with Rome wasn't on that. Oh, you listen. I've seen that sort of stuff happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh no, that's the the episode that airs on Wednesday is the one we're talking about. Okay. It's where Cheese oh, punched yes. the guy in Texas. Oh, you remember yeah. this? I was there. You were there at the weirdos. I have a story from that. I was wondering if you guys told that story. Dude, when we Cheese told that punched... last time. Wait, yeah. how much of the stuff? I'll tell what tell what you're gonna say. No, no, because no, that's one of the ones I'm like, well, who's talked about what in this story oh, already? So maybe don't. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But I can tell one thing from it. Okay. Yeah. The. You guys talked about someone getting punched, obviously. Yeah. We right? talked about so, everything that I think is okay. bad. Someone got you know? punched, and the cops got called. I got there right after someone had been punched okay. and came up on the bus, on your guys' bus. And yeah. I was just hanging out there. The cops came and knocked on the bus door. No one wanted to answer it, so I, I went and answered this. it. And the yes. cops were like, who are you? And I was just like, I'm Eric. And everyone just <laughs> started <Eric>. dying. <laughs> he then, he then went into like, a tight five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just started talking to him, and then... Uh, and at some point, uh, Cheese came over, I think, and just started talking to him and oh. telling him what happened. Because I honestly, I didn't even know what happened yet. I just knew no oh. one wanted to talk oh, to the cops. Man. We love that it because we, we now have three and a half angles yeah. on the story. I was at the merch booth. He yeah. was obviously on stage, on stage. And Cheese was punching people. Yeah, we people had come and... from a butthole surfer's show. Boom. Yes, yes, I remember that. Bud was there. I remember the, that. Yeah, back and on I remember that. I don't know who brought him, but... There was this like big, it was like I said from the story uh, last episode, it was, it was a Halloween show. So everyone was dressed up and like someone had brought like this big gay dude onto our bus. He was freaking hilarious. He was hilarious. And he was up in the driver's seat of our bus. I'm a conductor. I'm a conductor. Let me see your decks. Like it was so funny. That was his whole thing. Everyone that would walk in, let's see your deck. (laughs) You would just hit him with it. You're like, I'm the conductor. Let me see your deck. I remember that (laughs) getting tossed around on tour for a while. I didn't remember what it was from. There was a lot of great things on that first tour something that someone reminded me of recently do you guys remember hey look fuck you no the web the website Dude, this is, the... no this is when instagram first came out and we used to do this on tour we invented this thing called hey look 
fuck you. And what we would do is we'd pull up our Instagram and we'd get ready to take a photo and we'd have our middle finger out in front of the camera. And then we would just open the bus window and someone would be walking up the street <laughs> and we'd go, hey, look. And then as soon as they would look, we'd snap the photo. And so there was our middle finger and them looking at us. And we would just hashtag Hey, look, fuck you. And we started doing it everywhere. There was thousands of them, and the hashtag got taken down. It got erased. Jared was in on it, and and John John had some of the best ones I've ever seen. It got to the point where I think it was three left. Some band was on stage, and I think it was Jared was all, hey. And the singer... Bam, like live on stage. And all it was was a start it up again. Hashtag, hey, look, fuck you. Yeah, you, just, you probably just got to get rid of fuck and you can have the hashtag. Yeah, mm-hmm. F you. Yeah, F you. look F you. You could probably have that. Probably best. I just said the F word 15 times. All right, good. Yeah. So, yeah. Feeling good with Duddy. Yeah. <laughs> so what up? Anything coming up for you? Um, Summer tour with uh, Sublime with Rome. Uh, we leave the end of this month and we'll be out until August 5th. Uh, I'll be doing shows in between their shows. Nice. All the days off. Where do people like look up uh, to see where you're performing next? You can find me uh, ericjfriedman.com is my website at ericjfriedman on Twitter and Instagram. Boom. Anything else, Jake? No, man. I think that pretty much covers it. Just another sweet episode. Yeah, bro. So, you know, next time, you know, you're just thinking about something that you've always wanted to do and you haven't started doing it, go all in, because that's the only way you're going to make it happen. And thank you to everybody at Reamp Studios. Thank you, Ashton, behind the boards. And don't forget, if you're listening to us on all of your favorite platforms, subscribe and download. And uh, Oh, and give us ratings. Mark? Is that enough, Mark? Give us five-star ratings. one more time. Spin that music. Spin that music. And while you're there giving us ratings, subscribe again. I don't know. You hit me. Tell a friend to subscribe and tell that friend to tell another friend, Daddy. Yeah, yeah. On your on the, all the platforms. Yeah. St- you know what? Start up another email, get a whole nother, th- and then subscribe again. Multiple subscriptions per listener. Start up multiple social media pages and like our page on your multiple social media pages. And the more that you have, the more chances you have to win in contests that we'll be doing in the future for Rad Shit. Start more pages about our show and be, just start promoting for absolutely free and for no reason for us. Yeah, go start, all in on being a fan. Oh my God. In. Start a fan page. <laughs> start a fan page. You know what? You know what? Ashton, keep it going. You know what? Start two two fan pages. Go to cutlessbrand.com and get some gear because that shit's dope. And that shit's one of our sponsors. Are you subscribing to Eric J. Friedman right now? Are you on ericjfriedman.com? Look at these eyes. Are you? Look at his eyes. Are you? How do we know that you guys are looking? Take screenshots of yourself looking at the screen and make sure that there's direct eye contact with Eric and send it in. And tag tag two friends. (laughs) Give us ratings. Have you guys rated us? (laughs) You guys heard of ratings? You one star? Five, I don't give a shit. If we're one star, give it a one. Be honest on the ratings, but five stars. Yeah, if it's one star, why are you listening? That's a... <laughs> yeah, that's what is yeah, always weird. Huh? I hate these guys. Well, you're listening. <laughs> Thank you for that, Eric. That's true. Yeah, go all in. <laughs>